Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. Happy birthday! <laughs> I'm Drew Shepard. Nah, droids. <laughs> so it actually is uh, our sister's birthday tomorrow. Huh, sure. Yeah. But I don't, did you have any relevance for that, John? Or is it just like a thing well, to say? Well, my son's birthday was on the first. Oh, there you go. And he's in the room, so. Oh, there you go. He can't hear, though, because I'm on a headset. Oh, well. But he heard me yell happy birthday, so. Sure. <laughs> Do I still get an album? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, we got two emails. I'm going to start out the podcast with those emails if y'all are okay with that. Uh, actually, yeah. but first, let's just talk what's going on in life, Drew. What's new? You know, Cliff, it warms my heart to know that all the planting of seeds we've been doing is finally paying off with the email. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, both emails are from people we know again, <laughs> but that's okay. You know, it, it shows that persistence works. If you just bug people enough, <laughs> they'll actually do what you want to eventually. <laughs> right, right. We keep at, we ask them for them every episode. So if anybody actually is listening, they get asked yeah. every single time. Um, we may have even gotten, a, and we can talk about it when we get there. One of our emails might even be somebody from somebody who's never actually listened to the podcast. So, uh, so that's interesting, but <laughs> okay. we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it when we get there. Uh, you may have more insight on that than me. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find out after. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's talk yeah. about what's going on with us. Is is there anything new with you, Drew? Not really. Oh, well, I beat Breath of the Wild. I know I've been talking about no, that. Okay, that's good. I think yep. the last two podcast episodes. So, finally beat Breath of the Wild. Debating about picking up Rogue, um, Assassin's Creed Rogue at this point, since I know yeah. that's what you're playing right now. Well. Maybe. I'm like done with it. <laughs> I'm going to keep playing it, but only because in those games, I like to grind out and waste my time collecting everything because I just kind of like to throw on a podcast and waste, you know, zone out. Sure. Yeah. A little so bit. I think so. I'm going to start, uh, start playing Skyrim. Ooh. Yeah. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you, John. <laughs> I mean, you don't have enough going on as it is. So let's, you know, totally. <laughs> yeah. It's a good game. Actually, I keep thinking about Skyrim because my VR has been sitting on the shelf forever and I, I keep wanting to put it back on and jump back into some games. And Skyrim is probably the one that I enjoyed the most, frankly, out of any of the VR stuff that I played um, just because of how immersive it felt. But anyway, enough about Skyrim. Uh, what's going on, John? So, I, as I said, it was my son's birthday. So, uh, right. Uh, went to, took him to a place called Atomic City, um, which is just like a, a more adult Chuck E. Cheese type place, you know, but not really any focus on food, just arcade games. And, okay. Um, uh, there's a putt putt thing, but we didn't do the putt putt. But there were these electric golf carts, not golf carts, go karts. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time I've ever done those electric ones. And I was shocked at how fast these things were, especially letting my 11-year-old son on them. Yeah. Um, if, if we had gone up one more speed, they were going to require neck braces and helmets. Whoa, um, my goodness. And, and I was, <laughs> my son was like, I'm getting kind of nervous. I'm not sure if I want to do this anymore. 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, you do. And I'm telling you, this kid, my son, he was in front of me. Yeah. Like green light hit and he was gone. Like no fear. Mm. And uh, I'm driving like a car, like breaking in the turns and, and right. stuff. He's like, hey, dad, afterwards, he was like, hey, dad, did you ever push the brake? I was like, yeah. He's like, I didn't. I just held the gas the entire time. So uh, <laughs> did he run into walls cool. and stuff? Or did he? No, just no, he did. He did fantastic. He, wow. He, he beat an old guy for a while. Finally overtook him. But yeah. Um, it was really cool. Uh, mm. I'd heard about them before, but never done those those really fast electric ones. So. Yeah, I have seen that before. I think um, they're a little bit larger too, right? No, these weren't. These were about your normal oh, size okay. uh, go kart, and and it was cool because the track, I guess, because it's all electric, was set mm. up like Mario Kart, where you can run over these question marks and get weapons. No you way. Can, uh, yeah, you you don't see the weapon, yeah, but it course. uses it on the person in front of you. Sure. Uh, and then that's, you can that's really cool. If you hit enough of the I don't know was if you hit enough of certain things, uh, you can get a power boost and hit a button and really like like knock. Oh, yeah. Um where do you live again, John? In the <laughs> in Kentucky. <laughs> uh and it was all indoor. And then there was uh there were puddles painted on the ground. And if you mm. hit a puddle, you kind of jolted to a pretty slow and uh, it'd slow you down for a minute because you're going through water. So it was really sure. cool. Yeah, Fantastic. that's awesome. Uh, and then we spent way too much money in the uh, like I just loaded up cards kind of like you can do at Dave and Buster's. Mm. And uh, we just got a bunch of tickets and won like a lava lamp. And so but it was really cool. I, I had a lot of fun. Just me and him. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of father-son activities, uh, the past two Wednesdays, I have taken my three-year-old on some fairly long hikes with me. Um, one was a seven-mile hike, and the other one was a 10-mile hike. And now he's not walking for most of it. He hardly gets a mile, you know. Um, I kind of have to coax him into continuing past about, you know, 20 steps. <laughs> But he still has fun and, you know, you just try to stay positive about it and be patient and get him to move along. And he usually gets about a mile in. Um, but uh, but then I have a backpack that I put him in and I've been recording myself um, and I'm posting those videos, co compiling them together and posting them. On, it just takes me like a second to do because uh, I just kind of have the iMovie automatically compile everything and I change all the transitions to uh, to what I want them to be. And then, um, I make a quick image. I record the, the hikes on GPS. And so I make a quick image of where we went and, you know, I get, I can get these things posted in just, just a matter of a few minutes, really. Um, but, uh, I've been, instead of posting our podcast, <laughs> which I'm pretty behind on, <laughs> I've been posting these videos on, uh, on my YouTube channel. So I'm going to promote that. Um, I am cliff hikes on YouTube cliff hikes so you can search for me and um check out those videos if you want to uh, but we are we live in central florida and we've been going on some trails around here and luke is just he's just so cute on those trails the little comments that he makes the little things that he says it just makes it really really fun um uh fun to go uh and, and fun to rewatch. fun to, to look back and see at the little comments that he makes and then he likes to watch them too you know he'll he'll look back at those videos and 
and has a fun time watching the hike that he went on. So, so that's been fun. I, I've really been wanting to get back into hiking. I'm getting that itch to just get outdoors and go on some trails. You know, I've talked about that. Um, and, uh, talked about that on this podcast. I'm, I'm fairly certain the past few weeks that we've recorded and that's, that's the way I'm feeding that urge that I feel right now, uh, and having a blast with it. So I don't know exactly what, what I'll keep doing going forward, but, but enjoying that for now. Oh, and I also, I, I'm supposed to, there's a guy through hiking the Florida trail who is going to be passing through my area soon. And I've been in touch with him via email and I'm going to meet up with him and like buy him a pizza or something, I think. So that'll be fun. Um, Assuming it all works out, I'll I'll give you a follow-up once that happens. I think it's probably going to be within the next week. Um, But I've been following this guy on YouTube and watching his trail videos as he goes through. Um, He started at the panhandle and he's almost here. Um, in, in, you know, the few weeks that he's been going and I've been pretty much watching him from when he got started. So, so it'll be fun to, to, to meet him in person and buy him a pizza or something. And, um, uh, he's been talking about bug spray on his YouTube channel. We've got some bug spray we really like, so I'm going to like all natural stuff. So I'll probably give him a, give him a bottle of bug spray and buy him a pizza and send him on his way, but I'm actually really looking forward to it. So that's my, uh, the way I'm feeding my hiking obsession right now. Those are the two things I'm doing, I guess. <laughs> so I do have a request Cliff, before yeah. you, uh, before you meet up with this stranger. Yeah. Um, if you could post our uh, podcast, just in case, <laughs> uh, he's not what you think. Uh, you know, I don't want this to just be a waste of time. Wait, what? In case he takes you hostage or something. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Some yeah, stranger sure. guy you sure. don't know. Oh, yeah. That's on true. YouTube. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. I've been hiking the Florida Trail. <laughs> you want to buy me a pizza? <laughs> no, he didn't ask for anything. I just offered. Um, when you hike the Appalachian Trail, there's people all along the way that do stuff for you. There's, there's just thousands of people that attempt that every year. And and there's been a whole culture that's developed around that trail where as you pass through different points, there'll be people that'll feed you hot dogs or uh, they'll give you a a hitch into town or they'll, you know, they'll um, sometimes just put you up and let you sleep in their houses. And some of them have total rooms that are just devoted to through hikers where they just let you stay for free or for really, really cheap. And, um, and Florida trail doesn't really have that. So the, the, they're still, they call it trail magic when you get something that you're not expecting. <laughs> it's kind of the point on the Appalachian Trail. You almost just, you, everybody expects it, you know. They go and they expect to run into trail magic because uh, because it happens. Sometimes it can be as simple as a cooler that somebody left out full of drinks or something, you know. So you can grab a Coke and then, um, you know, toss the can into the woods somewhere um, and leave, leave the rest for somebody else. <laughs> no, you don't do that. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So, so that should be fun. All right. Emails. Check in the email. Check in the email. Oh, but it's from a female. Oh, not from a female. Okay. This is from Tyler. Why was five afraid of six? Because six, eight, six seven. seven, eight. Oh, yeah. It's like Yoda. He says, now read it in Yoda's voice. Yeah. Because six, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good okay so here's a question i'd like to hear y'all discuss tyler must be a southerner Hmm. 
Um, if you could take one, what? (laughs) (laughs) You don't get much more Southern than Florida, do you? He'd be a northerner. Yeah, I guess he'd be a northerner to us. It's, so uh, that's true. It's pretty much everybody's any of the a northerner. Tyler's that I I know of. I mean, most. Of <laughs> <us>. <laughs> you know, uh, it's funny. This is irrelevant, but I thought of it, so I'll share it. I'm six. Well, maybe should I say my height on here? Yeah, we don't have any listeners. I'm six foot two. Um, I'm relatively tall, right? I think. Yeah. Basically, I, I rarely run into people that are taller than me. And if they're taller than me, it's not by more than an inch or two. But when I have somebody that's two or three or four inches taller than me, it kind of intimidates me and makes me feel really, you know, messed up. But uh, not messed up. Yeah, it's not a big deal. But I notice it and I'm like, ah, that guy's tall, you know. I just kind of feel small and I don't feel like that very much. But in the, on the opposite, I never feel tall either i'm always just the same height as everybody in my mind almost you know like i don't notice people's heights so like john your your wife is really short um she doesn't look short to me i've never thought of her as short i never think of her as short when i see her uh and there's other people that i kind of know are short because i've heard them joke about it or talk about it but like i don't notice it you know what i'm saying like you can be anywhere from like six to down to, I don't know, what's the, what's a short height for people? I mean, I'm obviously going to notice if you're like a, I don't know what the politically correct I term for. I don't know. Say, do you dare? No, I'm not going to say it. You guys know what I'm talking about. If you wanna, <laughs> um, I would notice some people, like super short people, but I wouldn't notice most people, you know? So that's relevant because everyone's a northerner. So like everyone is, because I'm so far south. So everyone's kind of like, in my height, I'm kind of so far north. It's the opposite effect. I shouldn't have shared that. No, let's do the email. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a question I'd like to hear y'all discuss. If you could take one arc and have it produced as a live action movie, which arc would you choose? My top choice would be an arc from season seven that you haven't seen yet. But of the episodes so far, I think I would like to see the Umbara arc. I love the way it does a deep dive into the Jedi Order and shows just how corrupt things have become. I also really liked the Mortis trilogy just because it was so weird and different. I think it would take a lot of revision to make it work on on the big screen, but I liked that it was so different and weird. Which arc do you think would be cool to see in the theaters? May the force be with you, Tyler. Okay, so I, I kind of prepped y'all, warned y'all that this was a question. And I think at least one of you thought it through and did some prep on it. So, <laughs> so Drew, why don't you tell us which arc? <laughs> which so arc I, I, I really like this question because <laughs> I looked through all the arcs that we've done and I, I could remember most of them. Mm-hmm. And I've decided that um, the Mon Calamari episode is um, definitely not the one that I would do. So um, Obi-Wan Undercover. I think that would make oh, a really okay. fun live act. Now, granted, where would you put it? And all, but I would love to see some of the live action elements of it. You know, and I was just thinking and writing some of it down. So we have Cad Bane, who's awesome. I mean, I would love to see Cad Bane in, in an actual live film 
um, Boba Fett, Bosk, that relationship in the prison with a prison riot mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. on. Um, the box going through all those different trials with all the different oh, types yeah. of assassins. Then you have Dooku scheming in there, Palpatine scheming in there, lightsaber battles with Anakin and Dooku. Um, I mean, that's presumably, you know, one of the, obviously between episodes two and three, but um, we don't get a ton of lightsaber battles just between Anakin and Dooku. So, you know, that would be one of them. Um, you know, get to see Anakin's feelings of betrayal with his, uh, with Obi-Wan and just diving further and further away with his trust with the Jedi Order. So I think there's a lot of neat elements in there to where it's not just the same beat the whole time, but a lot of different things going on there. Cool. What do you think, John? What do I think would be a good live action? Sure. So I think, and it wasn't my favorite, but I do think it would be really cool live action because of how, uh, I guess, how dark Star Wars can be, which we've seen with uh, some of the new stuff, uh, like uh, Mandalorian. You know, there's some mm-hmm. some pretty disturbing. I mean, more so than your uh, your as kid friendly stuff. But it would be the uh, let me see, I've got the name of it here, uh, the Second Battle of Genosis. Okay, so. With the legacy of terror and the brain invade, so the little the worms oh, yeah. killing them and uh, turn them into Not about them. I think that that could be done really disturbingly in live action, mm-hmm. and uh, and be pretty entertaining. And so I think that that would be I'd be pretty pumped about a zombie cool. almost. Yeah, Star Wars, right? Hive mind. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't even think about that one. I'll, I'll be honest. As I look through this list, thinking about this question, um, I initially came to the conclusion that I didn't want to see any of them as live action. They're just not good enough for live action. <laughs> They're not good enough to make movies out of. Um, but I did. One finally stood out, and and the moment initially that I thought of was, what's that episode where Ventress stabs the guy and then kisses him? You know. That's the most brutal death, I think, in all of Star Wars, maybe even. Um, and, uh, you know, awesome moment where her and Grievous are going through and invading the clone base. And couldn't remember. And then when I went back and looked, it was the arc with the it was really not. It was kind of a split up arc where we had different episodes that took place at different periods of time that followed the what was it? The uh, the squad, the little squad of clones i can't remember what they were called domino squad yeah yeah domino squad um the uh (laughs) which we'll talk about here in just a few minutes um the uh that not the d squad the domino squad and and i really like that emphasis on clones um i like the deep dive into the training of the clones i like the relationships that they develop and seeing that squad progress and become better and better and then seeing some of them die off i think at the end of maybe that third episode in that arc there were only two left even uh that were still alive if i'm remembering right i don't know but but i i kind of like that uh that in addition to being able to see ventress uh live action i think would be super cool um seeing grievous come in again you you get some i think you get some anakin and obi-wan action in that last episode probably uh, ahsoka as well so we're seeing some cool cameos from them um but that's where i landed uh, again 
even that, I don't know if it's quite good enough to make a whole movie out of it, but, but as I thought it through, that's probably the thing that's interested me most about the series is, and we've talked about this before, but the clones themselves and the, um, you know, it, it seems like it's like the same character over and over and over and over again. How can it be that interesting? But somehow that's the most fascinating part of, of the clone wars, <laughs> you know, is the clones. So um, maybe that should be obvious, but it, to me, it's, it's almost like the most uninteresting concept that turns out to be super interesting um, the way that they play it out. Um, and I love seeing clones. every time I've, I've actually fallen in love with the clones um, as a, uh, as a you know thing that is in the star wars universe in a way that that i hadn't uh, ever really cared that much about before um because the characterization of the individual clones in all these different arcs is just so interesting and that's really captured in that in that arc all right second email this is from laura hey guys i'm so excited that ewan mcgregor will be coming back at Obi-Wan Kenobi, as, as Obi-Wan Kenobi for a Disney Plus show. And then she says, see below, and there's a, there's a, a link to an article um, that, that talks about it. Out of curiosity, which performance do you prefer? Alec Guinness or Ewan McGregor's version of the character? What questions about Obi-Wan's life do you think this show should answer? Thanks. Uh, and then she says, P.S. Let's get real. I'll be asleep during the podcast. Send me a link to your video and I'll listen the next day. Well, Laura, we don't, we don't actually record this live <laughs> ever. <laughs> In fact, um, the next episode I'm going to be posting, I think we recorded a month ago. So, um, But I'll try to post all four of these. I think I've got four. After tonight, I'll have four in the in the chamber. I'll try to post them pretty pretty close together, maybe just every day for four days. Um, in the past, when I've, when I've had multiple, I've spaced them out a couple of days, but I'll probably just try to fire these out a little bit quicker. I like them to post on different days, so they all have a different actual post date, and it's a little easier to keep them organized um, in the hosting service that I'm using that way, I think. But... Anyway, let's get to the question. Uh, Alec Guinness or Ian McGregor, John? That is tough. And uh, it's tough because we don't have a whole lot of Alec McGinnis, right? It's just Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness, not McGinnis. If I'm saying that right. Uh, well, we don't. No, not. I mean, just episode four and uh, the hologram right. voice and voiceover stuff we get. Really? Yeah, you know, he's in all of them. Yeah, because you think about Empire. He shows up as a hologram and like has whole dialogues with Yoda so, and talks right. to Luke. And I think but, he talks to the, Luke, but he definitely talks to Yoda. The character itself has changed so much by that point. He's pretty boring with a lightsaber. Right. A force ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I am more, I don't know, Ewan McGregor, I think. Okay. Um, and Alec is dead yeah probably Probably like over 100 years old by now um but no i mean it's just it's it's a different different uh stage of his life right it's it's old age and force ghost and uh right yeah it's kind of hard to judge there really okay i think that alec guinness's portrayal of obi-wan kenobi is more iconic 
when I think about Obi-Wan Kenobi, my initial, just in general, out of the blue, I think, I think about Alec Guinness. I don't actually think about Ian McGregor. I think about use the force, Luke. I think about, um, the conversation that he has with Luke when, when Luke first meets him, you know, um, uh, those are, those are sort of the, like, when I think about what are the most quotable Obi-Wan Kenobi lines, like there's some silly stuff that Ewan McGregor says, but Alec Guinness is, has all that iconic, um, characterization to me. Uh, somehow he, he played, played that role in a way that really stuck with me, but that said, and, and maybe I'm biased by the fact that I know that Alec Guinness didn't really like it didn't really like his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi and thought it was stupid. Ewan McGregor eats it up. He loves it. He loves the fact that he is Obi-Wan Kenobi and jokes about it outside of Star Wars and like his everyday life because he just loves the character and he loves that he was, you know, chosen however many years ago to to do that. Um, just really embraces it and has so much fun with it and just, he's so fun to watch. Um, uh, that passion really uh, endears me to the both Ewan McGregor and Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I'm going to go with Ewan McGregor, even though I think Alec Guinness uh, has the more iconic portrayal. So. so I'm going with Ewan McGregor for the reason that watching Clone Wars has actually brought that characterization, if you will, of Obi-Wan Kenobi a little bit more, I mean, it's basically Ewan McGregor when you look at him in the Clone Wars. They they base that character on Ewan McGregor, not. Mm -hmm. um, Seems like it anyway. Yeah, it really does. And so when I think, and we, I have so much more exposure now to the Star Wars world with the Clone Wars than even the movies because there's so many more hours in there. So when I think of Obi Wan Kenobi, just for that fact. I go Ewan McGregor at this. Okay, cool. Now, what moments, uh, what, or excuse me, what questions about Obi-Wan's life do you think this show should answer? Now, this is a little tricky one because a lot of questions that I have about Obi-Wan's life, I think are going to be answered or may be answered in either the Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels. Uh, maybe not, but, um, but some of the stuff that I, I could potentially throw out there are questions that arise have arisen from me watching him here, you know? Um, and, uh, uh, and so I don't know. I, I think you get really got to focus in. I believe this is going to take place really after all of this. Once, you know, Darth Vader has come to power and Obi-Wan's in hiding on maybe on Tatooine, maybe other places, but he's watching out for Luke being raised by um, from a distance, you know, watching out for Luke being raised by his aunt and uncle. Um, and so what, what questions about Obi-Wan's life do you want to see, do you want to see answered here? Do y'all have any ideas there? I would like to know, I'd just be curious if he ever gets in contact with Korra again from Mandalore. Cause remember how they had that connection going there in one of the episodes? Yeah. Wait, I mean, it wasn't Korra, like, that's his old romantic interest. Is that who that is? I like the queen of Mandalore. They had, it was burn it down. Yeah. Burn yeah. Like down. they had a connection going. <laughs> or yeah. I'll consider you a part of this rebellion or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Where she burns all the evidence. Is that the person you're talking about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
where it's like implied that they used to have a relationship, right? Right. Or yeah. that they had a one night stand or something, you know? Yeah. Oh, you know, whatever in the Star Wars universe they did, but <laughs> yeah. you could feel that tension still there. Not the same Tentress that he has with Ventress on that level. That's, that's a weird, you know, but. Um, right. So I'd yeah. like to, yeah. you know, I'm just be curious if they ever communicate any, I don't know. We'll see where Clone Wars goes. I don't have no idea what will happen to her um, through the rest of Clone Wars, but I'd be curious at this point to know wh- how that plays out in the, to the future. Okay, John, anything? Uh, oh, that's tough. Like, uh, I've always pictured him uh, before Clone Wars. You know, I've always pictured him. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Like the crazy old neighbor. I was like, crazy old Ben. Maybe that's what they mean by obi-wan you know right yeah. uh i know that's not the language yeah, I don't well know. he said he calls him like a crazy old wizard doesn't the uncle call him like a crazy old wizard or something i think so uncle owen yeah yeah he's like telling luke to stay away like you stay away from that crazy old wizard or something like that. i don't remember the exact quote but yeah i don't remember yeah i don't know I don't okay know. I'm, i mean well, i know that some things will be just because i've seen you know i've seen what's some things that's going to happen later on in the clones, like you said, John. Um, oh, that you know are going to happen, or that you that think I know. Might. Well, John, quit spoiling yourself. Uh, <laughs> this is before we even started. started. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen. Yeah, and Drew, you need to stop watching YouTube too. <laughs> as far as I, that's, I stopped. <laughs> I stopped when I saw a scene about to play out. That's something I should not have seen. I stopped. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, well, okay. we've been spoiled on some of it through spoiler alert, um, Mandalorian season two, right? Because, like, we know Ahsoka didn't die, right? And like Star Wars Ooh, earlier, before, like obviously Obi Wan gonna. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm but I'm saying, die, like, but... <laughs> the Ahsoka question was something that we had. We kind of like, was, was, yeah. was she gonna die? What's gonna happen to her at the end? And it's like, well, maybe she, you know, kind of maybe she has to stand off with Darth Vader and he kills her or something. But um, obviously that doesn't happen because she's alive in Mandalorian. So, John, you're giving me a face. Did I say something wrong? <laughs> no, I've just seen some spoilers. John, quit. <laughs> <laughs> Ruining everything. <laughs> um, I will tell you that uh, I think it'd be, you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Maybe some uh, just information about what he's been up to on Tatooine, you know, or was he on Tatooine the whole time? Or is he flying around the galaxy? Does he have a hidden ship somewhere? Um, Doesn't seem like it because he didn't have it whenever Luke comes around, you know, but you would think that, that he's got some kind of an evac plan. Surely had an evac plan beyond just um, at least initially before he maybe has more confidence in, in the, you know, security of his hiding place. Uh, so, you think so, he had, he has some kind of escape plan for if something goes wrong and, and they come after Luke, right? Right. And then I guess why didn't he why didn't he go after you know all these years knowing the turmoil that Vader is causing? Right. He's beaten. I guess. Before. Yeah. Why didn't he say, you sure. know what? I've done this before. I, I need to go settle this. Right. So maybe that. Right. Answers that. Yeah. I wonder if he has some guilt about it. You know, maybe he just has a lot of guilt about the fact that he's in part responsible for the creation of Darth Vader, if we're being honest. I mean, Obi-Wan is responsible for a lot of that. Um, Obviously Palpatine pulling the strings, making, making, you know, putting all the pieces in places, but, but Obi-Wan definitely played a role and there's an extent to which 
Palpatine manipulated that to, you know, create the monster that Anakin became, right? We've also talked about how the dark side seemingly is more powerful than the light side when it comes to battling. Yeah, maybe he just knows he can't really, he couldn't really do it, you know? You think about it, even when he fought him, he doesn't, he, maybe he just knows he's not going to win, you know? Well, yeah, and I mean, he tell, he's like, hey, I've got the high ground, like, give up, don't do this. Yeah. I want to have to cut your arms and legs off. Um, right. And then he does. And, you know, he, he, it's emotional at that point. He tells him, you know, you were like a brother. But then he yeah. does kind of leave him like burning in lava. Uh, right. Which, hey, I mean. Uh, yeah, after that, it'd be just rude to go back and kill him, you know. You, I don't know. <laughs> just leave him there suffering, right? Um, right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. But again, that's that's part of why he became Darth Vader, right? Like that was sort of the final thing that pushed him to the ultimate. Like he was already past the point, right? He had the glowy eyes, all that stuff. Um, but but then he gets his arms and legs chopped off, and he he loses it. Kind of goes almost like insane with anger and rage and hatred, um, which is I guess what pushes him to the you know menace that he eventually becomes. Um, but maybe he just knows he can't beat him. I don't know. Maybe that's a question we'll get answered. That's a great one. Uh, here's my actual hope that I know will, will not come to fruition, but my actual hope for the series um, is that it is a musical. Um, Moulin Rouge, Ewan McGregor is freaking incredible. He does a take on um, Elton John's Your Song that's better than the original. Maybe it's close anyway. It's really good. He does uh, a compilation singing of all these different love songs, super dynamic and um, not dynamic. What's the word I'm looking for? Just, it's just awesome. man. he's an awesome singer and maybe he's being auto tuned. I don't know. I don't know if auto tune is around back then, but I think he can sing. Um, and I would love to see some, uh, some musical numbers in the Obi-Wan Disney plus series. So, so, you know, I've said this before, but if we have any listeners left, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> only, only if they haven't seen Moulin Rouge. I think anybody who's seen Ewan McGregor in Moulin Rouge is going to agree with me. They're going to agree with me. Use the force. Use the force. <laughs> Don't you know? That? <laughs> no. Okay, here, here's what you do. Go on, uh, go on anything. YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify. Look up Come What May from Moulin Rouge. Um, look up your song and look up Elephant Love Medley. And listen to those three tracks. <laughs> no way you're going to disagree with me after hearing those tracks. John, have you heard those before? I don't know. John, uh, go. You got to go. I wish we could just stop the podcast right now and listen to him. Well, you know. <laughs> uh, you got to hear it. You got to hear Ian McGregor's pipes, man. They are awesome. Uh, he's and I'm incredible. sure they are. I'm sure they are. Uh, yeah. And, and no. Okay. Not a star. That's that's my true. That's my true desire. Is that Ewan McGregor um, is the lead in a Star Wars musical? That is the Obi Wan Disney Plus series. So, moving on, we had a an arc that we watched in season five um, called D Squad that we assumed might be about the clones, which is pretty exciting. And, uh, there was a clone in it, right? 
So Ugh. we weren't completely wrong. D, unfortunately, did not stand for Domino. <laughs> D stood for droid. <laughs> so no, within the, let me just, within the first go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. 15 seconds, <laughs> I was like, D squad? <laughs> Am I going to have to watch another one of these arcs? <laughs> Four episodes? <laughs> D squad. All right, before we get into it, let's talk about what happens. Um, <laughs> so the Jedi's get together and they've got a they've got a uh, a decoder that they want to steal for some generic reason. Uh, they have a secret code. <laughs> they have a secret code they're trying to break. Uh, they need the decoder to do it, and they decide that sending in five droids undercover. Um, is the way to do it led by uh i couldn't i I don't know the guy's name i don't think it's that important led by a colonel but the colonel's this little tiny guy who um has some strategic history in the clone wars i don't i don't get exactly what that was but he's got some he's got some strategic war background um no field experience we discover later but but he's the one who's basically assigned to lead these five droids into this uh, spec ops operation to steal this decoder. Um, the five droids are four astromech droids that include R2-D2. The others are uh, pretty much irrelevant, right? I mean, they have different abilities and stuff, but um, I don't remember any of them. Uh, R2-D2 is there, though, and that's important because really this is an R2-D2 arc, right? This This is about r2d2 more than anybody else i believe in fact i didn't notice it but i read later that the title card that goes in where it says the clone wars this right at the beginning apparently that's blue in in these four arcs yeah where it's normally yellow kind of like it was red i didn't notice the red whenever we were getting into the darth maul stuff earlier there were two episodes where that was red when it went out well they made it blue for this one because they're really trying to you know give r2d2 some attention here um so four astromech droids, the fifth is this little, he's one of like the repair droids or the guys that were the little droids that were working on the pod racers that can kind of collapse into just a little disc. Um, he's one of those guys and he's got some attitude. Uh, whack. He's pretty whack, um, but it's also his, his designation. <laughs> um, and he and the Colonel, the little tiny Colonel guy have some tension between them, but in this mission, they are, able to succeed they steal the decoder but then on their escape they end up getting chased and eventually crash onto a barren wasteland of a planet it kind of looks like rock or hardened clay or something like that and they're they're stranded on this planet in this crashed crashed ship uh that that the next episode is basically about them being lost and trying to become unlost um and it's about them whining about it until they eventually find a city that's pretty much it for the second episode, the third episode in that city, um, which is actually kind of cool. It's the, the whole planet is basically like a perfect sphere. As far as we can tell, um, at least the part that we, that we see is just a totally flat, um, wasteland, but within that is carved this, uh, you know, area that goes down. I'm guessing to kind of shield, be shielded for maybe winds that pick up on the planet or something would have been the thinking there really it's there to create a device where they couldn't see anything on the horizon, but they were close enough to the city to actually 
be able to eventually find it within an episode. Um, so they find this city, they go down into it. They kind of talk about it. Like, you know, they compare it to Tatooine and it's got some qualities that are similar to it, I guess. But, um, they're basically trying to secure a ship so that they can leave and get this decoder back to the, um, Republic. They discover while they're there that there are separatists that have occupied and are mining. Is it Rhydonium? Is that, is that the right? Drew, Drew is nodding. So I'm going to take that as confirmation. Um, Rhydonium, they're mining Rhydonium there and putting it, uh, putting it on, you know, I don't know what they're, what we do know what they're doing with it, but we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, but they also discover that there's a clone there who has amnesia, doesn't know he's a clone and works in a diner as basically a slave to the diner owner. Well, they, the droids and the little Colonel dude help that clone get free. They help him get his armor back. And then he sacrifices his life to get them off the planet. At least that's what I would presume because when they leave him, there are just swarms of droids approaching him and he's by himself. So I think it's pretty safe to presume that he gave his life um, to get those droids off planet and the little Colonel dude. Uh, they end up landing in the fourth episode on a Republic ship. And that's where they discover all the Rhydonium that that whole ship is just rigged with Rhydonium as explosives. Um, and they are going to uh use it as basically like a car bomb or a, um, you know, 9-11-747 and crash it into a um, place where they are having a Republic strategy, blow everybody up in one fell swoop. <clears throat> the D squad, <laughs> the droid unit here figures it out. And then they decide that they're going to detonate it early so that it doesn't kill everybody. Um, and that, that meeting would have been devastating, right? It's got Anakin. Anakin was there. Obi-Wan was there. A bunch of Jedi were there. Um, all the high ups in the Republic are there. Um, pretty stupid to have them all actually meet in the same place for a strategy meeting when they could just do hologram meetings and stay separate and not be at risk of, you know, having every higher up in the entire <laughs> <laughs> Republic eliminated in one explosion. But anyway, they, they um, probably had some good place to eat around there, and they all wanted. Yeah, to eat. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's taxpayer. You got to spend taxpayer dollars somehow, right? Um, they exit warp. They blow it up. Everybody's able to evacuate except for R two D two, who um, <laughs> I mean, I, I survives the, the massive explosion. Um, as as uh, a very damaged droid, but is able to be repaired pretty much immediately by Anakin. And that's the end. That's the end of the year. So I want to know what y'all think, but I want to start by, by reading this. This is from the Wikipedia page, so I'm just going to assume it's accurate. This episode was pitched to the Clone Wars story team by George Lucas, who thought of a story set in an environment akin to the white room in his 1971 film, THX 1138 of droids questioning whether they were real. Dave Filoni drew images of bleak landscapes during the meeting and thought that the idea was bizarre. <laughs> Confirmation guys. 
of meddling. Okay. So I've, I've said this about a lot of arcs and I'm pretty sure this verifies it. I think a lot of these episodes are things that the core story team at the clone wars, that's really doing the good stuff. Um, want nothing to do with, but George Lucas apparently keeps stepping in and saying, Hey guys, I want you to do this story on this barren planet where droids question <laughs> whether or not they're real. Doesn't that sound like a great idea? <laughs> I didn't even get know that. And they don't want to get fired. Though. So they're like, yeah, George, that sounds good. Even right. Dave Filoni's like, is this what you mean? <laughs> and they have to make the best of it. Like when you're working on something with your dad, you can't be like, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> You got to just be like, well, since you're my dad, I'll respect you and we'll go along with it. You know? <laughs> sure. I don't even think, though, that I, I got that from the arc at all. Droids questioning their existence. Not no, at no, one no. point did I ever think, oh, maybe that's what the, the overall theme is of this. Right. No, it's not. It's uh, Dave, Dave Filoni couldn't figure out a way to fit that in. So Honestly, when I was watching this at one point, I said, okay, I bet this is marketing. I bet when this came out, if you went to, you know, Target or Hollywood Studios, well, I, I guess if Hollywood Studios was open with Star Wars, then you could probably find these little droids for sale. I mean, you know, they're just marketing it for the toy sales. They were like the Happy Meal toys or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the one that has magnesium or magnetism, or this is the one that shocks yeah. people. It's a pink one for the girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh this is that stupid pilot johnny we don't say stupid oh, yeah you can man. lift the hatch up and there's a frog in it right <laughs> you push the little button on the front and it pops up That's, yeah yeah does it have a different line every time i'm not a corporal i'm not a commander i'm not a <laughs> what was it like corporal that's commander the, captain no, that's not the mcdonald's toy that's the ten dollar toy at dollar right. Toy. yeah right yeah, yeah yeah the mcdonald's toy just has it's like a little plastic click it just pops up <laughs> yeah right no mcdonald's wouldn't even touch that one on <laughs> like no we're not gonna do that do you have any other i mean maybe we can do it do a Ventress toy or something. So um, anyway, uh, <laughs> one thing that I thought was neat though, is, is we saw R2D2 get a rocket upgrade, right? So R2D2 gets a lot of flack for having rockets in the prequels because he didn't have them in the sequel and not the sequel to the original trilogy. Right. Um, and so people are like, okay, what's up with R2D2 all of a sudden just being able to fly everywhere. Right. And I'm wondering if there's maybe an amplification of his abilities in episode three versus episode two, even. And I couldn't, you know, I don't know the I don't know the movies well enough to be able to conclude that. But I think if I remember to next time I watch him, I'll, I'll think about that. I'll be like, okay, how's he uses rockets in this versus how he uses his rockets in this, and does it warrant the upgrade? So, do y'all have any insight or, or thoughts there, John? I thought you might might have noticed that. No, I, I honestly tried not to think about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I no for real i don't i'm 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 one that was not a fan of r2d2 being like a an action hero yeah sure you know it just not didn't fit him to me okay so how sentient are droids that was a question that i had uh while i was watching that first episode like we have the droid revolution in in um solo 
that maybe Which is leans... one of the reasons I didn't like Solo. Yeah, I know. I know. But it sort of lends credence to the idea that maybe droids are more than just robots, right? So, like, yeah. how, where's that line? Where is that, you know? Yeah, it's tough. Do they it's deserve okay rights with... or are they just robots that are like really advanced? Right. Um, do they have any sentience to them? Uh, I think those are good questions. Well, maybe not good questions, but they're questions nonetheless. <laughs> well, you know, up until recently, C-3PO had personality, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean until recently? Um, well, like, he was, like, really the only one. Oh, oh, I see. You're you know, saying he, he was, he had personality, nobody else really did. He didn't really. I think R2-D2 did, R2 though, D2 right? Did, yeah, I guess, but. R2-D2 is beloved. Like, That's if I'm going to have a droid that I snuggle up to at night, it's. It's a stuffed R2-D2, R2-D2 right? Yeah. I don't want to snuggle up to a stuffed three. Yeah, no. That's just creepy. No, he's the one who just kind of stays <laughs> in the in the toy basket, you know? Right. Like, he's fine in there. But R2-D2, I mean, I'm snuggling with him. No other droid am I willing to snuggle with other than R2-D2. That I, BB-8, I'd snuggle with BB-8. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's probably the one now. He's probably the main one now to snuggle with. But, but R2-D2 is okay, too, you know? Probably BB-8. Because I sleep on my side. So probably BB-8 in the front, R2 in the back. <laughs> I'm like, I've actually got my arms around BB-8. But, but R2 is, is, is back to back with me. You know when the conversation goes here that the arc wasn't good. So how about this clone? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was, I was going to make a joke. So Okay. Yeah. Do you want to still make it? Or sure, sure. It? I was just going to say, <laughs> so I hear we're going to be taking out separatists. The moment I heard that, I thought to myself, and that was, to your point, John, two minutes into the arc, I was like, oh, crap. We're in for nope. something. <laughs> who said that? Who, who said that? Whack, when he was in the meeting, like, oh, he like okay. bumped the droids over to yeah. the left and right. He's like, so yeah, he was late to the meeting. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I immediately did not like whack. So here's what I thought. And we can we can get into the, the clone in a minute. I feel like this mission was intentionally set up to kill all those droids and that little green guy because they were just annoying. It's like that none of them died though. I know. It was a failed mission. <laughs> um <laughs> oh, you yeah, okay. Like, right, if I'm in you. charge, I'm like, hey, <laughs> put him inside the green droid. <laughs> Give these droids, like, powers to use that they're not really that great at. Mm-hmm. And send them into the, the enemy ship, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I picture this. And then they finally show up, and it's like, oh, man. You know, R2's the only one that ended up really, uh, really in trouble here. Yeah. Talk about that blue nightshade, dude. Now that or not the but the crazy scientist mm. episode one that gave him those upgrades. I was thinking to myself, are is your mentor the, the blue nightshade dude that we saw in uh season one? Oh yeah. You know, I kind of did like that guy. Um the real creepy guy. Yeah. I was like, I will erase your memory, but you won't remember anything. Yeah. It was so creepy. I like that guy. I like I thought that was cool. Um he bothered me in all the right ways. <laughs> uh, 
So he was a highlight for me. I, I forgot about him, so he obviously wasn't that memorable. But I did I did think he was cool when I saw him. Best part of the episode, the arc, though, in my opinion. And I, I will say this um, before I say what it is. This is the best of this thing that I believe there is in all of this Star Wars universe. I was so impressed by this. And that is the explosion at the end. Yes. I will agree was with that. awesome. It was awesome. Better than any other Star Wars explosion I could ever remember seeing. It was incredible. Just you felt it, you know, the debris coming off of it and just the, the sort of the different layers to it. And, and man, what an awesome explosion it was. Um, and then it really, and I was like, dude, like they just, did they just blow up R2-D2? Or did, did, do we miss how he got off, you know, at the last second or something? And then the fact that he survived the explosion cheapened it a little bit for me. Because uh, I felt like he should have been just completely obliterated. Um, not just sort of like a little slightly blackened shell <laughs> left with everything preserved inside. Um, but the, the way that that explosion looked and felt um, was super impressive to me. It was really neat, that, that explosion. I actually, that was the only part of this entire arc I went back and actually watched a second time. Oh, did um, you? Yeah. Yeah. Normally there's maybe one or two things. I was like, oh, that was a cool fight scene. I want to see that again. Or that was a good, right, yeah. you know, a little banter back and forth. I'll, that was the only thing for this entire arc. And one thing I noticed the second time through, the, you know, the way they shot it, you know, it's a cartoon, the way they shot it, um, presumably. It was almost as if it was first person because at the explosion, the camera actually tilts down like you're physically feeling there, like you are there holding the camera. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you look down and then like it's the way it's shaking. It was done really well. I mean, and the the sound effects, it was it was great. Anything else that you want to discuss about this arc? So the clone um yeah yeah yeah. we should talk about the clone for sure yeah and and uh the scene where he probably died was kind of cool okay you know getting surrounded and shooting the explosive barrels and so that was kind of cool yeah i didn't really like it (laughs) um amnesia come on no the amnesia part was dumb and then the whole plot of him you know being saved by the droids and being inspired it was almost like they used him as like the inspiration for r2d2 doing basically the same thing at the end you know there's there's i think they were trying to make a connection between this clone Uh gave his life to save them and then r2d2 at the end gave his life or whatever it is to save um everybody right um that maybe it was like r2d2 being inspired by him but i'm not sure they they you know made that connection clearly or impactfully enough to, you know, warrant any points for it. But I think that was the intent. Um, You know, I had, I thought for a minute, I was like, wait a minute, is this arc about to get really awesome? Is this going to be like a clone that we know, you know, Um, that uh, pull back some reference from some other episode. And it's like, Whoa, that's where he went, you know? And no, it's just some made up battle that he was in i looked it up afterward i was like no he's not important his helmet was totally different yeah. um 
I thought it was check marks to kind of count maybe the number of droids that he'd killed, but it wasn't because it was, it, some of them were four and some of them were six. And so it wasn't like groups of five. It was like just sort of random numbers. <laughs> it's just sort of a design um, on his helmet. Johnny, you checking me on it? I, Cause I went back and paused and looked. No, but I was, I was oh, thinking that one only it has was. four in it, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah but then I, I saw like, Hey, this is like, you know, like World War II, they used to exactly, yeah, put the marks on the plane, and you know, that's what I was was hoping it was. Yeah, yeah, but um, it's not. It was so you not. just made the arc even worse. <laughs> if that was possible, if it was that maybe it was supposed to be that? But if if they did, then whoever was drawing it, I'm pretty sure messed up because maybe some of them just, were like three with a line through it, and some of them yeah. were four with a line through it. it was just He's probably consistent. just really bad at math. And, uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> that was his calculator. Let's see if George Lucas notices this. <laughs> oh, One thing that well, I, I go ahead. it didn't make any sense at all to me, and I did not like how they did it, was how, you know, every episode essentially has a moral or some sort of value they're trying to, to get out of it. Yeah. And it seems like everyone, the colonel learned something. You know, he learned a value or he's like, he was having, you know, he was changing for the better, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as a person, as an individual, whatever. Yeah. The very next episode, it's like they immediately reverted him back. Okay. And then the second episode, he would learn and he would grow and he'd be better for his troubles. And third episode, reverted back again. I was like, this is the same arc. This is the same thing that's happening over and over. I mean, so just the consistency of it, it, was, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really get his purpose. I, I feel like the droids would probably have been better off without him, frankly. I'm not sure if he actually added any benefit um, to what was going on. So, so and why didn't the, the, the enemy droids react to them? You don't see droids like that on the Empire, or I guess. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, you just yeah, don't. Yeah, sure. So why weren't they like, why are you here? Well, now they have astromechs. I'm not sure okay. about whack. Have yeah, they have astromechs. Them? Yeah, that's like a black. There's like a black astromech. Well, the First Order has a, a black BB-8. Yeah. I'm pretty that's, sure there's a black astromech in the... In some, at some point. Maybe maybe not. Maybe I'm remembering wrong. But definitely not blue, pink, and green. No. Uh, yeah. Astromech. yeah. Maybe the other droids are colorblind. And so they were assuming it was a black astromech. And then they just... Maybe they thought there was a pod racer that needed fixed on the ship as well. Yeah. In in episode four, or excuse me, episode six, there's a black astromech droid. Okay. R2Q5. Ah, that's right. Do you remember now? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, what? Is that that your memory? When you said Um, R2Q5, it... uh... Brought it all back for me. <laughs> yeah, it says R2Q5 first appeared in Star Wars Episode 6 and was identified in canon by his name in the reference book, Star Wars Character Encyclopedia, updated and expanded. So, anyway, let's rank it. I think, right? Are we ready? Yeah. I'll go first. Five. Oh. That means I didn't like it, but it's at the top of my dislikes. It's I didn't hate it. I actually enjoyed watching some of it so um it's like i didn't like what was happening but like i wasn't miserable do you know what i mean as i watched i didn't want to turn it off or just be done with it i was entertained 
Um, I was intrigued by different aspects of it. And while there wasn't a lot of payoffs, the big explosion at the end um, made me feel real good. So uh, five, it's not a good rating. It's still a dislike, but, but it is at the top of my dislikes. I'm going three. Uh, it, the explosion was the only thing I liked about this. Entire thing. <laughs> and, and I did in fact, dislike it while I was watching it. Unlike you. Oh, okay. right. um, I was ready for it to be over about 15 minutes into the first episode. So, yeah. and I kept hoping it'd get better and it, it, it didn't really, there, there were, there were points here and there that I, you know, chuckled at, laughed at, but I actively do not ever care to see this arc again. Sure. John. Okay. So how many episodes was this arc? Four. Four episodes. And the only good thing that we have seen is an explosion. (laughs) Four Uh, episodes to get to an explosion. I'm not saying you're wrong because it's your opinion. (laughs) But I can't, I can't even, I wish I had no memory of this. Oh. I literally, it was painful to the point I literally hated watching it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you watch it with anybody? No. Okay. Um, the very first episode, maybe William, William had a take on it or something. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna even be. I can't. Like, can I give it a zero? Is yeah, that you can give it whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> you can give so, it a letter if you want. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, I I feel like um, my life would be better if I had never seen that. Wow, man, John, that's some har- those are some harsh words. You know what? Um, <laughs> what part of why I didn't hate it a ton was that it felt like it had no bearing on any anything important so even though it wasn't great it was also just like a total offshoot that didn't negatively impact anything else um and i did appreciate that about <laughs> that's not a very praiseworthy i would have rather watch the star wars christmas special on repeat for 24 oh hours. no i can't i still haven't been able to get through it i can't get past the wookies like I, they talk I, about they talk about life day they get to the wookie family and then that little kid Wookiee starts making faces and I'm just like, uh, yeah. And then I think maybe it's not, it's not, I need to at least watch it through one time. And I go and I try and I'm just like, nope, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I just, I'm just so, not going to watch this. I can't. So what's it. neat, neat about it to me <laughs> is they got the actors to act in that movie. Yeah. Right. And to make appearances in it. And so that's sure. what's fascinating to me. This, right. they, they didn't do that. Mm. It was literally droids that were computer. Um, I hated it. I absolutely, I didn't understand why they gutted the green droid to put him in the top. Why didn't they just make a door for him? Yeah. Um, Yeah. John, you said it. It was when, when, when it was D squad and you made that realization that we're about to watch an arc about droids. I mean, my heart sank. (laughs) I just thought, Oh no. (laughs) What is happening? Because I was so pumped about watching this, you know, and that may be why I hated it so much. It was just like so disappointing. We got hyped up when we talked about it last and started talking about clones and revisiting. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, and it's, we're deep into season five now, right? Yeah. (laughs) Come on. When does this, (laughs) 
When does this get good? What's going on? This this was the worst arc that I have watched yet. Oh no, wow. John! No way! No way! Yes, it was worse than zero. Worse than zero. Worse than Mama I, Hut. Mama the Hut. Absolutely, I would rather no, have seen them no. again than to go through this arc. Oof, Mama the Hut is the low point for me, man. I'll, I mean, it's definitely bottom five in my book. It's definitely in bottom five. It's down there for me, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe I should be we're, a four. I'm, I'm going to stick to my five. So. We're in season five, and everybody says this is when this is when it gets great. Yeah. And look what, look what he's just watched. <laughs> and now I, I question the judgment of these people that I've heard say that. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know if it's ever going to get good. And so True. what I think, well, True. you, <laughs> you be quiet. <laughs> you keep watching YouTube. <laughs> so you can't I, say anything. <laughs> I think why people think the later episodes are so good is because it gets so bad. Oh, maybe that anything remotely <laughs> likable is amazing. Yeah. We'll see. So we'll see. Drew, what are we watching next week? So this is why I was laughing. I don't. Oh, okay. You're coming at me with YouTube stuff. No, I stopped that. I stopped that. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. And you've even got on me, onto me for wanting to watch ahead. But and this is why, because next week we have the Shadow Conspiracy. We have episode 501. So we're there incorporating we Darth okay. Maul here. So this yeah. is why I know it's going to be. Get, it has to get better. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're start, if you're going from zero in John's book, you can't get worse. Yeah. Right? It, it, <laughs> It will not stay the same. There's no way it can stay the same. Yeah. Um, 501 is revival. Then 514 is eminence. 515, shades of reason. And 516, the lawless. So I am pumped about watching those now. Me too. I'm honestly scared to be pumped. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So again, you said a shadow something. Yeah, Shadow Conspiracy is the name of the arc. Okay. Like, if it's a conspiracy about shadows, I'm done. This may <laughs> no, you're not done. Time. We got to finish. <laughs> we got to tough it out. This is, this is a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. And, uh, and you I hit need the low a points, you got to push through them because everybody says season seven blew them away. So, and this is, this is the part in the marathon where you've just pooped in your pants. <laughs> pooped in your pants you don't even know why you're doing this right, right. you've lost all motivation you your just nipples are bleeding <laughs> <laughs> it's all bad like <laughs> john i had a friend uh the other day ask me um he said you know i'm thinking about watching through the clone wars with my son um and uh and and i'm not, I'm not listening through your podcast with him and i started thinking I, th- I think it's okay to do that. You know, he's like, I don't know. He's pretty young. Um, I said, I think, I, I think it's okay to do that. Um, I said, I'm pretty sure we're mostly, you know, <laughs> kid friendly. <laughs> so watch it with the bleeding nipples comments in there. Yeah. <laughs> right. There might, be, there might be kids listening. <laughs> That's right. Right. That's scary, though. I mean, we talk about our wives. I don't. I, I don't know that I want that coming. Our wives back. won't listen. Our wives won't listen. But what if they do and tell our wives? <laughs> <laughs> if kids do, yeah, the, whoever is going to watch it. So 
Oh, well, this isn't anybody that, that y'all know. This is a, oh, old, okay. a friend of mine from college. So have at yeah. it. Yeah. He, he actually got about 10 minutes in to the first episode and he said, um, Cliff, I'm pretty picky about my podcast and this audio quality stinks. <laughs> does it get better? I was like, I think so. I, I don't know. You know, I think it does. It's fine. Someday when, uh, you know, our Patreon picks up a little more. We'll get, we'll get a professional mic set up for everybody. So we'll make that a stretch goal or something. When we hit $10,000 a month, we're going to tell you what, if you want to donate professional mics, um, I will sign something and, uh, and mail it to you. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I will. You heard it here Star first Wars. folks. So. Something Star Wars related. Okay, so send us an email at starwarsbrotherspodcast at gmail.com if you want to buy us all professional microphone setups um, so that your ears don't you know, bleed anymore while you listen to <laughs> us talk. So, All right, you can email us at starwarsbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you, you can probably do some other stuff online if you look really, really hard um, associated with us. I think there's still an old Facebook page that hasn't been touched. Uh, you're welcome to go comment there. <laughs> um, I think there's a few episodes that are uploaded to YouTube. So, you know, if you want to go check that out, you can. The email is really the only thing that's actually in use. So, um, so send us an email and we will uh, almost definitely read it on the show. Um, presuming it is relatively family friendly. Thanks for listening. Fun times. I like this. Better days are sure to come. They have to. They have to. So maybe it's this. Maybe I should have said this on the show itself. Maybe I'll just include this part in the show itself. We did 501, and then we just did all these garbage episodes. And then we did 514. So maybe it's like 501 is the actual beginning of the arc. And you can kind of just skip all those those 12 episodes in between because those were the George Lucas episodes that he wanted in there. And now, now we're getting to the good stuff, right? Um, so maybe maybe it's like season five without those 12 is, is the real season five. Yeah, that should be like in the deleted scenes. So you don't like have to really include it. Yeah. The 12 episodes? Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, uh, Tyler, you know, we know Tyler. Um, and he actually is, um, he watched through recently, but he didn't watch all the episodes. He only watched the highlights from a list that somebody online said, you know, if you're going to watch Clone Wars, these are the ones you should watch. Don't watch them all. Watch these. It'll give you the full story of everything that's important. And you'll, you won't have to watch a lot of garbage. Um, and that, that, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that's probably actually the best way to watch the Clone Wars uh, is to find a curated list and skip the garbage but that's not what we're gonna do we're gonna tough it out finish this marathon and uh we're not gonna get disqualified for cheating by skipping right. miles Eat learn from us garbage. folks let us Eat. make your mistakes for you <laughs> embrace the suck you know yeah all right, all right talk cool. to you guys later see ya <laughs> <laughs>